It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars, a special weekend edition of the show. Of course, we are your daily podcast focused on the BYU sports programs you know and love. And a big thank you for your continued support, even on the weekend, as we continue on with our player countdown series today. We are 88 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Rice-Eccles Stadium up there in Salt Lake City. And we are talking about the best players to have worn the number 88 in a BYU uniform. A lot of nominees. It was hard to whittle this down to just four finalists. We'll talk about the greatest players, the fan vote that went into all of this. And I'll see get you some other notes when it comes to BYU sports. Some academic honors handed out we need to acknowledge for other BYU student-athletes outside of the football ranks. So a lot to get to on a special weekend edition of the podcast. And let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars special weekend edition. 88 days away from BYU and Utah kicking things off. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Make sure to follow us on whichever podcast provider you're tuning in on. Subscribe all or follow. Do whatever you need to do so that way this podcast shows up on your phone or your smart device every day and you never miss an episode. This time of year, we go seven days a week. We do the weekend editions with these player countdown series. Not exactly full-size editions. Our full podcasts normally are between 25 and 30 minutes long. These podcasts generally range from, what, 10 to 15 minutes but still a lot of fun information as we talk BYU sports. Uh, kicking off today's show, we are talking about the number 88 in BYU history, the greatest players to wear that number. And I have to say, when I was doing my research to put together the finalist list for this, there are a lot of great players who've worn the double eight in a BYU uniform. And it was hard to narrow it down to four finalists, but we did our best. Let's run down the four guys we put up as the finalists for this award. We'll start off with the great Phil Odell at BYU from 1965 to 1967. This man put up monster numbers in an era where the football was not thrown that much. A 5'11", 188-pound wide receiver from Elgin High School in Elgin, Illinois. 2,548 receiving yards over three seasons with 183 career receptions, a healthy average of 13.9 yards per reception, and oh, just 25 touchdowns in his career. Phil Odell, easy pick as a guy uh, to come in as one of our guys. Also uh, contributed seven total tackles in his BYU career in an era where platooning, where you played both sides of the ball at points, was still a thing. Atula Mealy, one of the standout tight ends on the 1996 BYU Cotton Bowl team, was on this list as well. 125 career receptions over four seasons, 1,763 receiving yards, a career long of 68 yards on one reception, 
and 11 touchdowns. Tuli Mealy went on to be an all-pro, Pro Bowl caliber guy in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks, most notably a fantastic career. And one of the guys, I think BYU fans, maybe forget a little bit amongst the big run of BYU tight ends or the great run that BYU tight ends have had in their football history. Tuli Mealy deserves more credit, I feel like, than he might get. We'll talk a little bit about him here in just a second. Also need to get to Darren Hanley, another standout tight end, a six foot two, 235-pound athlete. Finished his BYU career in 1988 with 98 total receptions, 1,259 yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, Darren, a standout guy who still lives here locally. His son, uh, unfortunately, went and played for the University of Utah, but still had a great career, no doubt. And Andrew George finishes out our nominees on this. Andrew George, obviously forever famous for the touchdown pass he caught from Max Hall to beat Utah there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. He finished his career in a BYU uniform with 70 receptions, 827 yards, and 11 touchdowns in his career out of Englewood, Colorado and Cherry Creek High School. This was a very strong field. He probably got, could have gone eight guys deep, I felt like, but these four were the finalists amongst the list of guys we put out there for you guys on the fan vote, and it was hard to disagree with you guys once again on this when we did this uh, fan voting. Uh, Atula Mealy won the uh, uh, fan vote with 54.2%, Andrew George with 20.5% in third place behind Phil Odell, who had 24.1%, and Darren Hanley, just 1.2%. I thought that was a little bit low for a guy of Hanley's caliber, but Atula Mealy takes the cake in this one. But I felt like all four of these players easily could have been considered other positions and potentially won the fan vote. But I do have to agree with you guys. Atula Mealy might be the guy, but my pick today is Phil Odell. What Phil Odell did in the mid-1960s just didn't happen. I know that Virgil Carter was the quarterback back then, and BYU was running an early version of a passing West Coast air raid type offense. But it was not an era where guys were supposed to put up the numbers that a guy like Phil Odell did. And I know Steph is listening to this, Mark McCready, who are both Odell disciples. Steph Odell is actually the daughter of Phil Odell. But to put up 2,548 receiving yards in the mid-1960s, just monster numbers. And in his final two seasons at BYU, 920 yards and 971 yards. Just absolutely incredible. So Phil Odell, he is my pick as the greatest player to wear the number 88 in a BYU uniform. But I don't disagree that Atula Mealy being the fan vote, it's not that surprising. Uh, Atula was just a marvelous player, miraculously recovered from a knee injury. Many of you may, may have heard that story. Father giving him a priesthood blessing uh, there in the locker room, if I'm not mistaken, and come to find out what appeared to be maybe a devastating injury turned out to be relatively minor in comparison and a cool, heartwarming story in that regard. But my pick for the greatest player to wear the number 88 in a BYU uniform is Phil Odell. Uh, two guys I wanted to talk about, though, in addition to this, is one guy who should be entered into the uh, all-name team for BYU sports over their long history. And that is Lucky Dare Fleming. You heard me right. A native of La Mesa, California, Grossmont High School, and also Grossmont College. He came to BYU, only had 13 receptions in 1969 and 1970, so came shortly after Phil Odell finished up his career. Had a career total of 122 yards, no touchdowns in his career, but that name alone, Lucky Dare Fleming, absolutely is an all-name, all-time name team honoree for BYU sports and 
wanted to mention him. And also a one-hit wonder for BYU that makes you wonder what could have been had he been able to stay healthy. And that is the name, that is the guy who people know as Jay Miller. Six foot, uh, 195 pound wide receiver from San Jose, California, Lindbrook High School. He came to BYU the same year that Lavelle Edwards took over as head coach with the Cougars. As a freshman, six receptions for 30 yards, but then as a sophomore, he did something that you don't you didn't see in the era he played in either. 100 receptions in the 1973 season, 1,181 yards that season, and eight touchdowns. Had Jay Miller been able to stay healthy, had a myriad of foot injuries and heel injuries that precluded him from really repeating those numbers as a junior and a senior, uh, most notably finishing with eight receptions over his final two years in a BYU uniform for just 99 yards, no other touchdowns outside of his sophomore year. Jay Miller really helped kind of launch Lavelle Edwards into the uh, stratosphere of what he did as a coach because this passing offense was spearheaded by a guy like Jay Miller uh, being at wide receiver. But had he been healthy, Jay Miller would have been an easy selection to put as a finalist on this list. But just f- simply due to the fact that it was just one season that he did that, the 100 reception season he had as a sophomore, it's unfortunate. Had that guy stayed healthy, it's one of those things you look back on and say, what could have been for a guy like Jay Miller? But wanted to give him a shout-out. I thought that one season alone, it's an all-time season in the BYU record books and well-deserving of it. I thought he was an absolutely phenomenal player. So a lot of fun to talk about guys wearing the number 88 in a BYU uniform today. But my pick is Phil Odell. So differing with you guys on the fan vote, with them, with you, the listeners, picking a Tula Mealy. But regardless, make sure you're with your votes every day. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can search out the show. Locked on Cougars is the handle for all three of those. We do these polls mainly on Twitter just because they're easy to do. They're the easiest way to do them. So make sure to check us out on Twitter, especially at Locked On Cougars. So that way you guys can have your votes be tallied in these polls that we run. Uh, coming up on a Monday edition of the show, we'll get to number 87, another great list of great BYU players whittling our way down till BYU and Utah kick off the season. And this is a lot of fun to do. I'm learning a lot about players that I've heard about in my time uh, growing up watching BYU and now working in the media covering the Cougars. I know a lot of these names, but learning more about the details of what they did in their BYU careers, it's a highlight, and hopefully you guys enjoy it as well. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk about some academic honors for BYU men's and women's tennis being handed out by the West Coast Conference. Well-deserved honors for their prowess in the classroom. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, today's show has been brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. All of the parts your car will ever need is at rockauto.com with prices that can't be beat. Why pay double as double the amount when you can go to rockauto.com and find exactly what you need and have it shipped directly to your door, guys? It's a fantastic way to go about fixing your car and getting the parts you need for it. So check it out. That's rockauto.com, a proud partner of ours here on Locked on Cougars. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
All right, as we close out this weekend edition of the podcast, let's run down some academic awards handed out on both the men's and women's tennis teams. Senior David Ball and junior Matthews Ferreira Leite were named to the 2019-20 West Coast Conference Men's Tennis All-Academic Team the league announced on Friday. A philosophy major, Ball had a 3.8 GPA, while Ferreira Leite had a 3.58 GPA in civil engineering. So congratulations to both of them. Three of their teammates, uh, Vinicius uh, Feijão Nogueira, Sean Hill, and Sam Tolis were also honorable mentions on that all-academic team. So big congratulations to those players on the men's tennis team. We talked about it yesterday uh, with the men's golf team. The LWCC teams, you have to have a three, at least a 3.2 cumulative grade point average while also being a significant contributor to their team. Big congratulations to all of these athletes on the men's side of things on receiving those honors. But it didn't stop with the men's team. The women's team also was honored. Uh, senior P- Polina Malik was named to the 2019-20 West Coast Conference Women's Tennis All-Academic Team. Three of her teammates also earned honorable mention status, according to the league. Uh, Malik is a public relations major. She had the highest GPA on the team. It was a 3.87 GPA, so big congratulations to her. Kate Cusick-Truman finished her senior campaign with a 3.41 GPA in communications. Leah Hemuli was next with a 3.29 GPA in sociology, while Madeline Almeida-Wanless had a 3.2 GPA in family and consumer science education. Those three were named honorable mention all on the all WCC academic team. So big congratulations to the women's side of things. Student athletes, I don't know how many people know about this. The things that they give up and the things they accomplish while also playing sports at a high level, it is truly remarkable. I am married to a former D1 athlete, and I saw the things she had to uh, balance with her sport, school, social life, all the different things that went into it. These student-athletes, regardless of the sport they're participating in, they deserve the utmost credit for when they get it done in the classroom. And they're doing things that go beyond what a normal student does because they're balancing playing high-level athletics while also going to BYU, which is a notoriously hard school academically in recent years to succeed at. And for these these athletes on both the men's and women's tennis teams, tennis programs, to receive these all-academic honors – it should not be just kind of glossed over and cast to the side. They are getting it done both on the court, uh, the clay court, regardless of wherever the uh, surface they're playing on, but also getting it done in the classroom. And I tip my cap to them. It, it, it's tough to do. So a big thank you to all of you guys for your support and big congratulations to all the men's and women's tennis athletes for those academic honors. Look, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast, another weekend edition in the books. Uh, Tomorrow, Monday, we get back to our full editions as we talk BYU sports. A tease for you guys, Weston Jones, the most recent BYU football commit. He joins us on tomorrow's podcast, an exclusive one-on-one conversation with the former BYU, not the former BYU, the future BYU offensive lineman. That's on tomorrow's show as well as our player countdown series reaching number 87. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. Great rest of your weekend, I guess, as well. And we will be back with you guys soon. A big thank you once again for your support. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast, special weekend edition. We will talk to you tomorrow.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.